Hello, this is Paul. This is Laura. And I'm Alton. We are Team Derringer. And you are listening to Derringer Discoveries. Where we take you, the listener, on an adventure. A music adventure. Today's episode is Julian Taylor, Troubadour from Toronto. Yeah, I like that. With over 100,000 monthly listeners on three different Spotify pages, Julian Taylor has been part of the musical fabric and landscape in Canada for over two decades. Listeners, Julian Taylor is with us live today. He said he had just come off the road and is home for a few days. Julian, I assume that's Toronto, Ontario? Yeah, it's to Toronto. It's Toronto. It's, it's, uh, it's home. So, Julian, in 2020, you had a breakthrough year with your second album titled The Ridge. You would receive some nominations from the Canadian Folk Music Awards, and you won Solo Artist of the Year. Very impressive. So tell us how many categories you were nominated for, and tell our listeners about the experience of these nominations and winning Solo Artist of the Year. Well, two Canadian Folk Music Awards, two Juno Awards, which is like the equivalent of the Grammys here in Canada. Uh, the Polaris Prize, which is the equivalent of like what the Mercury Music Prize would be in England. Five Native American Music Awards, which they call the NAMIs, which is the Grammys for uh, Native American Music. A couple of Canadian Music Week Independent Awards, a, a Summer Solstice Award nomination. And then the next record was nominated for Juno and also for a Canadian Folk Music Award and a Canadian Music Award and a Country Music Award for Roots uh, Artist of the Year. It's amazing. That next record was 2022, right? Beyond the Reservoir? Yeah, I think that's it. It was interesting. Um, for me, it was sort of like a, a, an interesting time to be nominated for awards because I'd always wished for that. And it hadn't really happened. I, I'd had a couple here and there in the past, but it was so, sort of a floodgate. And it was interesting because every single one of those nominations I had to either accept or go to the uh, ceremonies uh, on a computer screen, <laughs> which, ah. which was interesting to me. I found it very funny that I wasn't able to attend any of them in person because of the pandemic. But Yeah, uh, the, the, yeah, yeah. the pandemic made it remote. Remember that? Yeah, yes, it made I do. it impossible to go yeah. to any award shows. <laughs> but thank God it didn't make it impossible to get nominated for any of them. Yeah. It's a great honor. Yeah. So that's a really impressive list of, of awards. Is there any one in particular that's especially near and dear to your heart? Um, yeah, you know, being nominated for two contemporary indigenous um, music awards at the Junos is extremely um, near and dear to my heart because obviously I don't look indigenous and I'm not completely of indigenous blood. I'm, I'm mixed. And for them to recognize that particular side of me and recognize me in a whole, uh, the community at large and the, mu the indigenous music community uh, is a great, great honor. Um, it would have made my grandfather so proud if he had been alive to see that happen. He was a big supporter of your music? He was just a big supporter. You are listening to Derringer Discoveries. With listeners in more than 30 countries. It was mornings like these when the breeze whistled through the trees. Fall would hover in the grass would still be wet. Listeners, in this episode, we will celebrate Julian Taylor 
a storytelling troubadour from Toronto and, as we just heard, an award-winning folk singer, musician, band leader, and songwriter. Derringer Discoveries listeners, if you're already one of Julian's fans, we are so glad you tuned in. If you're just now experiencing Julian Taylor's music for the first time, hang on. By the end of this episode, you're going to be a fan too. Listeners, stay with us as we count down our top five favorite songs by Julian Taylor so far. It's raining, I'm staring outside my window. Throughout this episode, whenever we talk about a song by Julian Taylor or any of his projects or bands, we will play snippets of that song. Julian, before we reveal our top five favorite songs so far by you, we want to ask you a little bit about your rock band from the 2000s called Staggered Crossing, or as your fans called it, Stag X. Sure, what do you want to ask? When the rain's all gone, you'll be standing by the rainbow, you'll be looking at me, and I'll be looking at you. Well, when was it formed? Uh, the band was formed in 1994. Okay. And Stag X got signed to Warner Music Canada. Can you tell us about that? We were signed to Warner Music Canada, I believe. It would have been uh, 1999. I would have been 19 years old at the time. Wow. So would have some of my friends. Uh, it was it was one of those moments which uh, you, you, you dream of where, you know, I ended up quitting school halfway through the year to sign that record deal, even though my parents didn't want me to. And we went on tour with a, a couple of bands. Uh, Nickelback was one, Big Sugar was another. Uh, Spirit of the West was the, the one that we really became good friends with. And uh, not to say that we didn't become good friends with the other ones, I'm just saying they, they really took us under their wings. And uh, what an experience it was. That was just before Napster hit as well. So we came in at a time where I think that the, the last real record deals were being signed. Unfortunately, when we put the record out in 2000, it didn't uh, do quite as well as we had hoped. We had like a, a big number one hit on the rock charts here. Actually, went to number yeah. four. So it was was number, that Further Again? Further Again, yeah. yeah. I'm going further again. And then uh, I remember weeks later, the entire industry had changed. People lost their jobs and there were no promo people anymore. And it was just because of the time. And uh, we got lost in that shuffle. Wonderful lesson, though, because we ended up doing a record with Jay Bennett from Wilco before he his untimely death, and he was a really good friend. We did our second record with him, and I, he and I hung out a lot and had a lot of great experiences. And then I produced the next record with some of the band guys and, and a friend, and that's when I started our, our own independent record label and, and sort of worked the, the, the phones myself and got us back into the top 20, and we got to tour again. And then it just got too hard, you know? for all of us to keep going.
are listening to Derringer Discoveries. With listeners in more than 30 countries. Hey, how's it going? I'm Julian Taylor from Toronto, Canada. I am a recording artist and live touring musician, and I have enjoyed listening to Derringer Discoveries. Julian, today we're focused on your solo career, but you're also the leader of a band aptly named Julian Taylor Band. When did the Julian Taylor Band form, and how does it balance with your solo career? Uh, They're one and the same thing, really. I mean, yeah. So have the bandmates that have been touring with you been with you a good while? Oh, most of the people I've played with have been with me for a long while. Ever since Dagger Crossing imploded, I've played with many of the same people off and on. There's never been sort of a set bunch of people. It's just who's around and who wants to hang out and play. Don't stop believing in yourself. I know you. You've been through some high times. Are there any members of the Julian Taylor band who are in Stag X? Oh, yeah. Jeremy's been around for most of it, the drummer. Jeremy and I have played together for 25 years. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Oh, wow. Love it. So, Julian, we know that you're the main singer, and you also play guitar. Do you play any other instruments in the band? I try. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I play I play piano. When you're writing your music, do you also have the guitar in your lap and go back and forth working out the, the music between the piano and the guitar? Sometimes. If I need to write a horn line, I'll, I'll write it on the piano. Listeners, now on to the countdown. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> Are you really? All right. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> listeners, we're excited too. We're going to cover our top five favorite songs by Julian Taylor so far. Paul, why don't you get us started? Now you are, your info flower. Derringer Discoveries, pick number five. Julian, for our top five favorite songs by you so far, okay. we believe that you are the sole songwriter of at least four of the five. I believe wow. the fifth is a co-write. Okay. But when we go through this, if we're wrong, just identify who co-wrote it with you. But otherwise, we have you listed as being the sole writer of four of the five. And as I mentioned, the fifth is a co-write. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Paul's been known to be wrong before. Occasionally. Just once or twice. <laughs> that's, in- that's incredibly surprising. I don't know anybody who's ever been yeah. wrong. <laughs> we're putting together a lot of information and I try to make it accurate but it doesn't always happen Team Derringer pick number 5 by Julian Taylor is a song called Seeds that's S-E-E-D-S Seeds from this year 2023 Now you are your info flower You're flexible and all your power You got all the sunlight in the air that you need Our listeners voted Seeds to number three on the Turnip Music Radio TMR Top 25 chart for August 2023. It's on the chart and playlist. Seeds is interesting because it is a co-write. As I mentioned, the other songs are solo songs. The other songs were written by Julian Taylor by himself, but this one he identifies as a co-write with Robert Priest. Julian, am I saying his last name right? And was it a co-write? Yeah, you're right. And tell me your connection with Robert Priest. I met Robert when I was uh, 18 years old, and when I first signed my publishing deal with Staggered Crossing, Robert was one of the writers at this independent music publisher called The Music Publisher. Acronym was TMP. TMP was entrusted in finding Staggered Crossing a major record deal within a year's time. Otherwise, they would lose the publishing deal with us. 
when I signed the publishing deal, they wanted me as a writer, but I, I walked in and I said I wouldn't go without my friend. So they signed everyone in the band as a writer. Robert was there, and Robert and I have been close friends ever since. So it's uh, it's been 25 years that uh, Robert and I have been hanging out, and Robert's been really kind to me because not only did he help write some of the songs I've written, but usually what I do, uh, he's a poet, and a, a wonderful poet at that, and a confidant. I'll send him things that I've written just to get his take on it. It's kind of like Reichel and, and Letters to a Young Poet. I get to send my work to uh, a lyric that is far more experienced than I am, and he writes back to me all the time. So in a lot of cases, sometimes even our co-writes aren't really co-writes. He'll change a few lines here and there. He'll bring something to my attention that I haven't thought of. In the terms of the way that uh, Seeds came together, I had sent him a message after receiving a text from my cousin. You know, it was after Kamloops announced that there were 215 unmarked graves there in the schoolyard at residential school that they found there. And it was around the time that George Floyd was suffocated. And we were feeling pretty low as uh, as black Indians. And uh, as anybody, you don't have to be of any denomination to feel low about that. That's uh, it's just horrendous. But she sent me a text that just said, they tried to bury us, but they didn't know that we were seed. They tried to bury us, but they didn't know we were seeds. I didn't know that um, at the time it was a uh, a saying. A Greek philosopher was the first one to say it. And I wrote that over to Robert Priest, and uh, he said he was meditating one day and just had a whole bunch of these ideas, and he threw them at me. And I saw what he had written, and I took that, and I deconstructed the whole thing. And from basically scratch, I took his words, took my words, took my cousin's words, and uh, scrambled together uh, the song that you know seeds. The version that made our top 25 was a duet that you did with Carson Gray. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and tell us about your connection with Carson Gray. Well, Har Carson lives in Haida Gwaii, which is um, just, off of, uh, just off the coast of uh, B.C., I met her there. No, where did I meet her? Oh, the Chan Center in, in Vancouver when we were doing something for uh, Truth and Reconciliation. Her and her husband, Joey Styles, who's a, a rapper, we got to chatting and uh, I just thought that, you know, the original version of Seeds, I love it. I think it's great. One of the things that I find with my music a lot of the time is that I get buried by the music a little bit. So I thought, why don't I take it down and cut it down to its bare bones and... Her voice was so childlike. Um, I found it fascinating because of the the tonality in her voice. It did sound like I don't know when you listen to it. She even though she's a grown woman, she she does have a childlike innocence to her voice that um, really I felt brought forward the message of the songs. Listeners, that's Team Derringer pick number five. Seeds. They tried to The version that made it to the chart is the one featuring Carson Gray. When you check out Julian Taylor's catalog, you will you will hear that he has at least two other versions of Seeds, and all three versions are fantastic. Seeds by Julian Taylor featuring Carson Gray. Laura, you have pick number four. Come on, Laura, let's go. <laughs> Derringer Discoveries pick number four. Team Derringer pick number four is Ballad of a Young Troubadour, written solely by Julian Taylor. This song is from Julian's 2020 breakout second solo album entitled The Ridge. I left T.O. 
quiet some time ago Sometime in the spring With just a knapsack and a six-string I'd made this deal This generated the three previously noted nominations at the Canadian Folk Music Awards and which led to Julian winning Solo Artist of the Year. Ballad of a Young Troubadour has received a amazing 7.1 million streams. Yeah. Still going strong on Spotify. Yeah. Julian, we want to know all things about Ballad of a Young Troubadour. <laughs> okay. Um, Ballad of a Young Troubadour is a song that uh, was written in a night, sitting here actually in my, my space that I'm at now. I have this attic space. A friend of mine, Roseanne Barker Thornley, uh, who I've written a few songs with as well, had this idea called the uh, Acoustic Guitar Project, which is something that goes around the United States and, and Canada, where a songwriter gets an acoustic guitar for a week and then has to sign it, write a song, and then send it to the next songwriter. And they have to do the same, and it keeps on passing around. The guitar is almost a troubadour in itself, really. And just like any... Buddy, I left the song to the last minute and had a night to write it. <laughs> um, and I didn't know what I was going to write about. But when I was 17 years old, I had this agreement with my mom and dad because I, I, I loved playing music and acoustic guitar. And I was busking on the streets here in Toronto at the time, you know, in, in between, actually not even, even in between classes. I didn't even go to the classes. I just would busk. <laughs> <laughs> we we uh, won't tell anybody. Yeah, well, they know. <laughs> yeah, I think you're a kindred spirit on that. <laughs> they, they call it being enrolled, <laughs> but not attending. Yeah. <laughs> They know already, so it's all good. Um, <laughs> but uh, I wanted to go um, try my hand at doing it in the United States. So I made a deal with my mom and dad that if I could get out west to where my grandparents live in Maple Ridge, that they'd help me get home. But I worked for the f first little while that summer and saved some money up and bought a train ticket, went down to, to Brooklyn where my cousins and my aunt was living there and started busking in Washington Square Park, actually, in New York City. That's where I started off. I actually slept on a park bench. I was in New York City not too long ago with my daughter, and I showed her the bench that I used to sleep on. I used to take the blue bicycle wire that you used to lock your bike with and wrap myself around on the guitar and through the bench and lock myself up on there. So the guitar wouldn't get uh, lifted from you? Is that yeah, the idea? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, could, yeah. Yeah. Well, people are cool <laughs> in Washington Square Park. Washington Square Park's pretty tame in a lot of ways. I mean, there's lots of things that can go wrong anywhere, but people are pretty cool down there. The university's down that way and whatnot. And yeah. People are pretty bohemian-like and pretty cool about things. And then ended up my uh, through, you know, the northern United States. I wasn't allowed to go to the southern United States. My parents just wouldn't allow it. All along the northwest With no knowledge in my chest Ways and means and schemes. Um, but made my way to Chicago and across Wisconsin and all the way over to uh, Seattle. By the time I hit Seattle, I ride by train. And then that's most of that song. And then the other part of that song is when I did it again and, and hung out with my bandmates when we were finally on the road and, you know. That's that's pretty much what that song's about. It really is about my journeys in music and trying to find my way.
are listening to Derringer Discoveries, a music adventure podcast. Listeners, that's Team Derringer pick number four, Ballad of a Young Troubadour by today's special guest, Julian Taylor. Alton, you have pick number three. Derringer Discoveries pick number three. Team Derringer pick number three is the title track from Julian's second solo album, The Ridge, from 2020. Oh, wow. The song was written solely by Julian Taylor. Am I right, Julian? It was. Julian, would you tell us about your song, The Ridge? Yeah, The Ridge is a a short form from Maple Ridge, British Columbia. And uh, I used to spend... Is that where you grew up? Kind of. I was born in Toronto, but my grandfather and my step-grandmother had a a place in Maple Ridge. When we were growing up, I was out there the first time when I was a baby, really. I think I was, I don't know, couldn't have been more than 18 months old when I took my first steps out there in the kitchen. She taught me how to rap. Used to sing me lullabies. She watched me take my first steps in the kitchen when I was a kid. It was a wonderful property. The, the, the first property they had, there was the Aliwat River that ran through the back of their yard, and the salmon would spawn, and you could see the salmon go there. My grandfather would go fishing there and take me sometimes. And the second property they had wasn't too far away from there. It was about a, a quarter mile from there where they had a, a barn at a chicken coop down there. And, and, and so we would go there. My sister and I, and sometimes my cousins would come out and, and whatnot, not as often, but we just we just had this magical, it was like, you know, like the bridge to Terabithia in a way for us, you know, it's like a really special place. And those were the early years where we were taught to have no fear, and everything seemed so clear. And it's sort of the place where I go when I, when I need to feel like I'm a, if, I need, if I'm running away from myself I need, and I need to find myself home, I just close my eyes and go there. So the song for me is really important. I think time travel is real. I mean, all you have to do is close your eyes. At fall over at the front door Down the path the brush past the hall My sister and I used to catch frogs there until the household and we had to move on Now there's a westbound wind Blowing through the ridge again You can go in and stay outside Wait for it to die Either way It never ends It never ends Ви слухаєте Derringer Discoveries, подкаст музичних пригод. And that was a snippet of The Ridge by Julian Taylor from his 2020 album aptly named The Ridge. I'm so uh, curious what the last two are. Yeah, well, Paul's going to tell us number two. We're keeping you in suspense, Julian. <laughs> Derringer Discoveries, pick number two. Team Derringer, pick number two is Opening the Sky. Julian, tell us about Opening the Sky. Oh, wow. That's pick number two. That is. It's a good song. Oh, man. It's not even a song, but thank you. Um, it's a letter okay. um, to my daughter. I uh, 
I was in a pretty bad car accident. My grandfather had given me this 1966 Mustang when he died. And I, it was my prized possession for a little while until I crashed it. I crashed it pretty bad. I, the car's gone. I'm still here. We're glad you are. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I like it here. And I can recall everything that's ever happened to me. When I take my last breath and I finally go to sleep. Remember what I taught you. I crawled out the uh, passenger side window, the ambulance and the, and the fire trucks and everything had come there, and they just said, man, somebody's looking out for you. You're very lucky to be alive. And I, I, I agree. I mean, I had bruises. Like The next couple of days, I, I went to the hospital, got out of the hospital that night, and bruises all over my body. Like, I guess I was in bed for a couple of days and uh, was able to sort of pull my wits about me. And I just was so distraught and, and embarrassed and torn up about what I had done and I was driving too fast. I was coming around a corner and just having a, just joyriding, I guess. And life can be uh, taken away from you so easily. So, And you wrote the letter to your daughter after the accident? I want to be here for all the little things. And that was sort of what I was trying to say within Opening the Sky. Opening the Sky was the translation of my grandfather's Mohawk name. And uh, Light Bright Snow was the translation of my daughter's Mohawk name, Joserada. And those two things are prevalent within that song. But really, it was just a letter that I had written when I woke up one morning and just scratched it on a piece of paper. Mind your manners. Always say please, but don't bow down nobody. Bloom where you planted and don't take anything for granted. Good things don't come easy, don't expect that they do. The wind will guide you. I didn't intend to write it as a song at all. And if you can tell, like, there is no chorus to the song. There's no real form to the song either. Anybody who has ever played it with me has no idea what's going on. They have to really follow the lyric to understand where the song's going. And anybody who listens to the song, if you follow the lyric, the way that... Um, the melody and the way that the chord progression follows suit, it follows whatever I'm saying uh, to a T. If you don't know the lyric, if you can't sing the lyric, you'd never be able to play the song. Listeners, that's Team Derringer pick number two, Opening the Sky by today's special guest, Julian Taylor. That takes us to the number one spot. Laura, what do we have at number one? Derringer Discoveries pick number one. One night in Georgia, outside of making while the rain came down. Paul, Team Derringer pick number one was voted onto the top 25 October 2023 chart and playlist by our listeners. Can we get a Derringer Discoveries drum roll, please? Our pick number one is Georgia Moon from 2023. There you go. Wow. Okay. So, Julian, before you tell us all about this song, we note that there's an earlier version of this song on your debut solo album from 2017 titled Absence of the Sun. Here's a snippet of the earlier version. Drove a 65 Chevy Impala Heading off on the I-95 and here's the version released in 2023 and voted by our listeners onto the top 25. Julian, we've got to know more about this song. 
I wrote the song when I was 19 years old before uh, we even put a record out. It was dubbed at the time not commercial enough for what we were doing. No kidding. And that's what the record company had said to us. And so it did not even appear on the first record. But it was slated for that first record. The acoustic version that you hear on Absence of the Sun, Absence of the Sun is simply a record that I sat in uh, and just was going over demos. They're just demos that I had done a long time ago. And so as I'm getting ready to release my anthology volume one after being in this for 25 years, I thought, what the hell, let's go try it out. So a couple of friends and I went in and went over the song and, and came up with a definitive version, I believe. Uh, Stagger Crossing has a live version of the song, which is a, a rockier sort of version. Maybe if I played that version, it would make sense as to why uh, it was dubbed on commercial, because it was it was six minutes long. It was a jam. It was it was kind of like, how would I explain it? It's like basically if the, the Grateful Dead and the Replacements had a baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I shortened the version down from the, the from the big jam because there was a big jammy part where, you know, it was interesting because the song's about, it's a fictitious story that I wrote when I was 19 years old about a murder and, uh, you know, a, a, basically a, a chase down the uh, eastern seaboard. I'm glad people like it as much as they do. I'm so shocked. Listeners, that's our top pick, Georgia Moon, the 2023 version by today's very special guest, Julian Taylor. Listeners, thank you for joining us today with our special guest, Julian Taylor of Toronto, Canada. This has been... Derringer Discoveries, a music adventure podcast. For the songs by Julian Taylor featured in this episode, all copyrights Julian Taylor or as otherwise designated by Julian Taylor. Listeners, thanks so much for joining us today. You can find more about this episode with Julian Taylor on our website, derringerdiscoveries.com. You can also find more about Julian Taylor on his website, juliantaylormusic.ca. You can also find us on social media. We're Derringer Discoveries on Facebook, Derringer Pod on Instagram and Threads, and X, formerly known as Twitter. Please click the follow button wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss a Derringer Discoveries episode. In your sister's room. If you don't know the lyric, if you can't sing the lyric, you'd never be able to play the song. Do you perform this song live?
I do mostly by myself. <laughs> <laughs> Is that yeah. the one where the band says, "Yeah, I think we'll take a break now." <laughs> yeah, some 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 people. Uh, the band that I hired and and made friends with in the UK, they seem to get it really well. So we did it a couple times. Can we get a Derringer Discoveries drum roll, please? Yes, let's pipe in that drum roll. <laughs> we'll just have Alton channel it in during the mixing. There you go. You got to give us some information on your tour dates because I am super excited that Derringer Discoveries is allowing me an unlimited budget to travel <laughs> the world seeing live music. Oh, wonderful, Laura. Yeah. I know, it's well, great. Then come, come see us on December uh, 6th at Massey Hall in Toronto. I would love to. Yeah, we'd love to have you. We'll put you on the guest list, no problem. Carry me home But I will never